0: Not your You know prayer is a game changing moment. Prayer is a game changing moment. Yeah. It changes the game. It changes outcomes. It changes all kind of situations. Prayer does that. Prayer does that. You know when you're when your back's against a wall. And you think, Lord, what can we do? The Bible says, pray in the Holy Ghost on all occasions. Yeah. On all occasions. So praying in the Holy Spirit is a game changer in itself. How many of you believe that? Yeah. And this week has been further proof of that. Because sometimes we need a battle. Some battles choose you. And you choose some battles by the size of your mouth. and By your actions. Yes, but some battles choose you. This was one of those battles and is one of those battles that chose us. God is using all things. God is using all things. You know, glory must come from this. Yes, I didn't say God instigated sickness. We didn't say that. We said God will use this in all things. When Jesus went to uh, call, what's he called? Lazarus. Out of the tomb, he said, This has happened so that the glory of God may be revealed. Did God cause it? No. But some things take place so that God can shine his glory through. So st- quit complaining, quit moaning. Yeah? Quit moaning and just take the challenge head on. Because if you think well, it's not my fight, it is your fight. It's our fight. Why? Because this is a house. It's our fight. And last, last time I looked, everybody who lives in the same house, or everyone's part of the same house, history tells you that when someone got in trouble, the whole house went. The whole house of Israel. Or you look at England. England's been built is a nation on, it's been built on houses. House of Lancaster, House of York, House of Hanover. You go through our history. We're a, we're a nation of houses. So when you pick on anyone in the, in the house, guess what? You get the brothers. You get well. You get the sisters. In my case, I used to send a kid out to fight for me. She had a bigger mouth than me, so. <laughs> I was only wee in those days. It was only small. I was like Phil. Small. It's gone now. It's gone now. See, that's why God gave him me. And I gave myself. So he had someone to look up to. <laughs> but no in a, in a battle. You need to join strength where you can join strength. And on Wednesday evening as we were, were praying, uh, I had a distinct sound. Uh, what's the word? Feeling sense in a picture that... As we were praying for young baby Harry, God began to show me very quickly the difference between this one, Harry, from all the other children in the world is Harry has got someone speaking for him. At the moment, he needed someone to speak up for him and speak out for him. It's a very unique situation, that. There are millions and millions and millions of babies worldwide who have no one to speak up for them and speak out for them. Babies are not getting a choice. And the mother chooses to cast the child aside, abort the child. You know, we have to look at this this little one right in front of us now. Can you imagine letting that child, David, putting the child down and walking away and not coming back to it? But that's exactly what happens. We say we can't imagine that, but people do it. Why? Because of all different kind of situations. Some do it because they want to continue on in a convenient lifestyle. Others do it for all different crazy reasons. But the point is, children need someone to speak for them. And we are God's children. And God speaks for us. There's the pattern. The father speaks to his children. The children speak to the father. Someone, children need someone to speak for them. And this little one, Harry, who you, you will see. He will come through the doors. And we'll bring him home. He will come. And he'll hear the voices. He'll hear a lot of voices. And he'll be like Winston Churchill. You know, his face will all be screwed up like most babies are. But he'll hear voices. He'll see, he'll see uh, shapes as his eyes begin to form and he begins to see light. Why? Because he responds to what's going on around him. Children respond to what's going on around them when they hear sounds and see, see things. And we must respond in the spirit when God begins to show us that the battle is winnable. We must respond so we can speak for people like Harry. Yeah? The voice is very, very powerful. And every church and every Christian must have a voice. Because it's the voice, your voice, uh, launched on the back of prayer, carries a distinct frequency. It carries a distinct frequency that when it cuts through, it leaves the atmosphere and goes into the spirit world, it carries its own power. That spiritual forces who are resisting on the earth begin to acknowledge, and they find it difficult to resist. They, have, they are subdued. They are knocked out of operation. It's like if I go to war with a rifle, but you've got better equipment than me, guess what? Me and my rifle on a good day is not going to do the damage. But if you've got better hardware capability than me or better military capability than me, guess what? The war's won just in the technology then the technology in the right kind of hands takes the technology to another level, yeah? And then the amount of technology you have and the amount of manpower you have to use it takes it on again to another level. So God has given us all his technology so that we can change things on the earth. How many of you believe that? I'm gonna show you a video now, Ralph, if you will. The quality, I apologize for the quality. Quality is not fantastic, but you'll get the message. Killed this baby. They
1: kicked her in his stomach. They fed her alcohol. They gave her drugs. They took a hanger. And the pimp said, you can't make any money having a baby in the oven. We have got to kill this baby. They kicked her in his stomach. They fed her alcohol. They gave her drugs. They took a hanger and stabbed the baby over and over again. But the baby would not die. The baby was born two months premature with no a learning disability, a bladder too small, unable to function, a severe stutterer. We call it a trick baby. Nobody wants the baby. No hope. No future. Kill it was the word. That baby was me. I'm the lowest of the low.
0: Powerful, eh? Powerful. Ronaldo. Quite apt name, that, isn't it? That's what he was called. A trick baby. That's what he called himself. A trick baby. Can you imagine? They they stabbed his mother, kicked his mother. They did all kinds of things to his mother. He shouldn't have been on the earth. He has no medical right to be on this earth. But when you listen to a testimony like that, just like if we could fast forward time now, 20 years, and we'll hear Harry's testimony and Danielle's testimony. When you hear the testimony, they are not only just medical um, miracles, but they are purposed miracles. God is doing far more behind our backs than he's doing in front of us. And when God says it's for my glory, the glory isn't right now. The glory is in the days to come. Every time Harry will get up and speak, and every time Ronaldo got up and speak, or spoke and speaks, the glory of God is still being seen, because you just heard that testimony, you go, wow. So 20, 30 years, the glory of God is being seen. It's not now. It's not round the bed. It's not the doctor saying, well, he's, he's a fighter, this one. No, it's not now. It's in the days ahead. God will show his glory over the next coming season and seasons. And this boy said, I was abused. I was broken. You learn not to trust, not to listen. You shut, shut down. But look what God's done with his life. How many kids would have, 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 have been stuck in the, what he said he was feeling there? How many kids have been shut down and still shut down? How many kids are still dysfunctional based on what they've gone through? But there's a change. Prayer changes the situation. Change, uh, prayer changes the situation. Physically and abuse, uh, psychologically, this man was abused. And yet, the battle is winnable. The battle is winnable. The thing is, who was the game changer? The lady with the Bible. The lady with the Bible came in and gave him a Gideon's Bible. And she began to teach him stories about dysfunctional characters in the Bible. He he learned how Moses who stuttered. And then he paralleled himself with how God used Moses. And how God, Ronaldo, can use you. And now, is he not a Moses? All it takes... Excuse me, it's someone with a voice. to go into that situation, speak over a child's life, speak over a person's life, doesn't matter whether they're a child or they're an adult now. It starts with someone opening their mouth and sharing what they know. She used to read him stories. He was in a hand-painting class. She took the opportunity to read him the Gideons. And then you could straight away, you could say, well, that wouldn't happen today in our, in our class because we're not allowed to set Bibles. Shut up. Find a way. Don't look, at the, don't look at the obstacles. The battle is winnable. There's ways. And, she, and, and that teacher began to speak over him, telling him what could happen, how God can get all the... 2,000 scriptures... And when you fill a man with that amount of word, something has to change. That was his own testimony. So as you speak over your situations and you fill that situation with your words and heaven's words, something has to change. Something has to change. You know, if you turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter four, verse 31. Last Sunday, was so powerful last sunday night when we started our 21 days and we assembled in here and we were touching the presence of God because last sunday night's worship was awesome we really did touch a pocket in the spirit didn't we and even again when we came in on wednesday we went straight up and we were touching the throne room but what we didn't know what was going on behind us What we didn't know, there was an incident beginning to form on the earth. But where was we, church? We was in the throne room. Was we ignoring what was going on? No, we didn't know. But what we've seen is God wanted us in the throne room first because that's where perspective is gained. Yes? When you're in the throne room, you see things differently. Your faith is much stronger because you know how to touch God. But when you're not in the throne room, it's not always easy. You're trying to get into the throne room. But we were in the throne room. And God purposed us first to touch his presence. He gave us accents. He said, guys, this is where you will pray during 21 days and beyond. This is the position you will take. Yes? This is where you'll take. And and here's the voice. And this would have been grace last week. I hear a cry as of a woman in labor. A groan as one bearing her first child. The cry of a daughter of Zion. Gasping for breath. Stretching out her hands and saying, Alas, I am fainting. Would that not be the typical response of a woman who's going through what grace was going through? Come on. Would that not be the response of a father? Lord? We're fainting here. The situation seems overwhelming. What do we do? Being a parent who's been in a, a different situation, but a similar situation, not so long after the child was born, you just get so overwhelmed by what's going on, you don't always think spiritually. Believe me, you don't. And then, because I've been in that situation twice, the first time, I didn't think spiritually. The second time, I did. But the point is, when you, don't, when you see and you hear things, you respond to what's going on in that immediate moment. Now, the thing is, Tom and Grace are right in the middle of a war. Right? Would you all agree? But it's us who's fighting the battle. Because they're so overwhelmed. But we are the soldiers and the reinforcements God has sent to go and fight the battle. Daniel was trying to fight the battle. But there was one. God had already sent the reinforcements in the spirit. Yes. So. You can imagine. I hear the cry of a woman in labor. Croning. As one bearing the fruit of a child. A first child. Notice first child. The cry of a daughter of Zion, grasping for her breath. This one is born in Zion. Stretching out her hands and saying, alas, I am fainting. But that's how it felt, but that's not how it is. I said, that's how it might feel, but that's not how it is. Why? Because that's not the end of the story. The script has been written en route. Every time we go into battle, every time we pray, God, we're adding more to the script. The script could have easily been in Gracie's mind, it's over. Could have easily been in Shirley and Andy's mind, it's over, it's gone. But as news filters through the camp, some people say, Do you know what, we can, take the, we can take the hill. We can take the Philistine down. The battle is winnable. We've just got to stick together, pray strong, pray wisely, get spiritual intelligence on the scene and just hit it and we can get a corporate victory. So you have to push through and you have to believe that the battle is winnable. Irrespective of how many crocodiles are in your pit but snapping at you, it doesn't matter. The point is, if you've got the right people around you, every battle is winnable. I believe that. Heaven knows the sound that's needed. Do you remember when Christ was born? Christ was born in a very similar situation. His mother's hardly had a decent journey. They can't find a hotel for the night, no holiday inn, no travelogical, premier in beds, none of that stuff, and she gets a downtrodden C-class room for the night, and the moment the baby's born, news comes that they're trying to kill the baby, attack the baby, kill the Christ. But it's a baby. At this point in time, Mary, it's to Mary, it's a baby. It's. I'm not sure if Mary, at that point in time, it's just as she's had the baby, is she's thinking this is the divine son? Because I'm sure he didn't. When he came out of a womb, he didn't come out shining and glowing. Right? But heaven turns up. Heaven turns up on the scene, and this is what we read today. In Luke 2, verse 11. Today, in a town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. What a proclamation. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in the travel lodge. No. The premier inn. No. The holiday inn. No. A manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on earth, on whom his favor rests. There's favor resting on the Christ. There's favor resting on Harry. There's favor resting on Daniel. And anyone else's child that finds themselves sick in this house, There's favour. And when it says this, glory in the highest on earth, peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angel of God left them, then they went back into heaven. But all of heaven turns up on the backdrop of this battle. Heaven turns up to announce what must take place, what will take place, what has to take place, knowing full well that Herod is going to come and try and take him. Yeah, So he's born in the midst of a battle. It's not a good time to have babies. It's not a good time to have a baby in the midst of a battle. And yet, the very fact that um, Jesus is born creates a battle. What you and I don't fully grasp at this point in time, what storm Harry's going to kick up? We don't know. God Almighty knows. That's for Tom and Grace to get a glimpse. That's their problem. Yeah? We will get the joy of dedicating Harry. They will get the trouble of raising him. Surely, and Andy will get the expense. And I'll just get invited to birthdays. And have to buy a present. Flipping heck. Freeloading rats, aren't they? But you never, ba- never have a baby in the midst of a battle. But here we are, finding ourselves in the midst of a battle with a baby at the center. Yeah? This isn't the only battle we're fighting, by the way. And 21 days isn't all about a baby. It's about you having a God encounter. But this came along, is galvanizing us, focusing us, and in the midst of all this, God always knew this was going to take place. Amen? 21 days to get a baby home, safe, sound, and delivered. How's it sound? 21 days to get a baby out of intensive care, home, crying, complaining, keeping someone and Grace awake all night. Are you in for that deal? That's all it takes. Today in a town called Drozden, today in a town called Drozden, a baby has been born, or in Oldham, you could say. Where was he born? Was he born in Oldham? Ashton. Today, in a town called Ashton. Just read right in the script here as we go along. A baby has been born to you. He's not Christ the Lord, but he is a son of Christ. He's the son of the kingdom king. Amen? And it will be a sign to you. He's going to be a sign. Daniel is going to be a sign. They're going to be a sign to us. When David and Lisa's child, was, when the baby had turned, I was in Denmark on that plane. And I heard that the baby was, hadn't turned or it had turned. I can't remember, Dave. It had turned. Yeah, someone's done a... And I'm in the middle. I'm in the, on this plane that, I'm telling you, a wing and a prayer kept us up in the air. Do you remember that plane, David. And it was like any other planes. I'm thinking, this is not your normal plane. This is a small thing. They opened the door, shoved our case in and shut the door down and locked it. That's how quick our luggage got on the plane. And I think there was a guy with a piece of string giving it all that. <laughs> but when I got that text in the middle of the air, instantly I began to declare, the baby will turn. And I saw it as a prophetic sign that God was going to turn the house. So David had to go through what he had to go through, him and Lisa, so that God could speak to us. And as I began to declare over the house and over them as a couple, I think in the next couple of days or whatever it was, hours, whatever it is, the baby began. And now he's sat here this morning worshipping. And what a worshipper he is. And then, oh, not so long ago, he came to the front with a microphone and he begins to prophesy. You don't know what you're speaking for until in the midst of a battle sometimes. But you've got to speak. We've got the evidence around us, guys. We've got the evidence around us. On our shift, we never leave a Marine down in the field. Okay? I know that's using an earthly metaphor. But we fight for everything and fight for everyone. Those who are connected to the house. I'm not praying for your auntie who's got a varuka. I don't know your auntie. You pray for your auntie with a verruca. Seriously, a long time ago, people would say to me, will you pray for such and such a thing? And God says, what are you doing? Why are you praying for everybody else's concerns? That's not what I've called you to do. When they ask you, will you pray for him? Say, if Lord prompts me. If I get prompted, I will pray. Don't promise them you'll pray and then don't do it. So I don't, I'm not praying for everyone and everything. I'm strategic. I've only got so many bullets in my gun, and I need to fire them strategically. OK? Can you imagine if you prayed for everyone and everything? Yeah? I'd never have enough candles. I was <laughs> referring to last week. The moment an attack comes, there was <laughs> there was. There must be a prophetic declaration of worship. Heaven began to declare and worship glory in the highest. So, last week when we were in the spirit, we were declaring glory in the highest. Prophetic worship was breaking out. The song of the Lord broke out. Do you remember? For most of the night, we just kept singing this prophetic song. And then that spilled out into the Wednesday. And we began to keep using that song. It was a God given prophetic song to us Only You Can Have My Heart. Do you remember? We worship you alone and only you alone. And we just began to sing and it came in waves and waves and waves. And God gave us a prophetic atmosphere for launching in the spirit. Some people don't know how to pray. They don't know how to worship. Listen, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. When that battle comes and you can't worship and you don't know how to pray, you're in trouble. So what do you do then? You look in your phone to see if you've got 10 friends. Come on. You look in your phone to see if you've got 10 friends. This is what God showed me last week. Are you ready for this? You might not like this. You might not like it. There's a difference between the waiting room and the war room. Everybody wants to know what's going on in the moment of a situation. True. But not everybody can change or has the power so what's going on? So people sit there with their fingers crossed, play with the rosary beads, hoping, talking about what's going on rather than knowing how to rise up in the spirit and change what's going on. And God says to me, you must control what, how you release your information. It's not there... To inform everybody what's going on. It's there to engage people to change what's going on. Now, not everybody wants to get in in the war room. But everybody wants to be in the waiting room. Now, you see, when Tom and Grace finally go into, or any couple, the family's outside. They all know she's gone in labor. So guess what? The phones are on. And you're waiting, waiting for the news. But Grace, or any woman, she's the one who's got the power to bring it to birth. Yeah? And the husband there is there celebrating. He's the angel at the end of the bed saying, glory to God in the highest. Push, woman, push! (laughs) The football's on soon. Then he's the one who goes out. Like he's the champion. Like he did the pushing. Two? The, fe- the fella then is the one. Yeah, okay, I had a baby this morning. I had a baby. What do you mean you had a baby? And then you-, you start informing the parents. Yeah, we had a baby this morning. She gave. I wish I'll never mind about her. She's all right. Here's the baby. We had a baby. The one who did the pushing, the one who brought it to birth, the one who changed everything, was the one very rarely gets talking about. Now the baby's the prize. You all want to know about the baby? Why do we inform everybody about what's going on spiritually when we should gather together the warriors? The ones who know how to pray in the spirit and go to battle. The ones who can affect what's going on. Rather than inform everybody and have them just talking about what's going on, we must gather the warriors. Oh. Oh. You, might, you there's a movie out right now called The War Room. And it's not a secular movie, it's a Christian movie. And it's getting a lot of popularity in America. And basically what it's about, it's about this woman whose marriage gets a real good hammering. She's going to lose a marriage. But she goes into her prayer room, which is called The War Room. And she fights for a marriage in the spirit. Right now, it's a big movie in America. The war room is the place. Now, she didn't get her 10 best friends to all pray for her. She did not inform everybody what was going on. She informed the one who can change it. Now, I'm not saying talking to someone is necessarily wrong or right. What I'm saying is you must determine those in your life who can help you change what's going on rather than just inform everybody. What's going on? Come on. See, my mother-in-law, she's part of our family. Right? She's part of my family. She's part of Andy and Shirley's family. Right? We we do things together as a family. But my mother-in-law didn't know what you knew. Why? She has no power to change anything. There's no power whatsoever. So even when we were down, we spent a lot of time with our mother-in-law this week. Never once did we tell her what was going on. Why? She has no power to change, influence, affect what's going on. So when we tell her the news afterwards, oh, that's great, Tony, thanks, thanks for letting me know, aye. (laughs) Right, she's happy with the news that she's been informed, right? But guess what? Margaret, that's the latest intel from heaven. The baby's okay. We fought the battle, we have wiped the blood away, nothing to see, only there's the baby. Come, on. we need to gather the right kind of people around us in the midst of the battle. Stop getting on Facebook and telling everyone who can't change nothing. Connect to the right kind of people who can change everything. Amen. Now, when the baby's finding that hospital, go crazy on the Facebook. Tell everybody this one's born in Zion. You know, like doesn't mean to say they like. Now, when he hits that other button, when he creates that new button called dislike, a lot of us are in trouble. Yeah? He'll create another one now called complain. So the moment an attack comes, worship must break out. A prophetic voice must be heard filling the atmosphere. Glory to God in the highest, on on the earth, peace to all men on whom his favor rests. Had that baby not been born, we wouldn't be here. 2 Peter 1.17 says, For he received honour and glory from God the Father. When the voice came to him from the majesty, glory, saying, This is my son, whom I love, with him, I am well pleased. Yeah. There was a voice that came and told and announced and declared, This is mine. This one's mine. You see, our voice corporately together can declare Harry's ours. Yeah. Though you may have no blood linking you to Andy and Shirley, <coughs> though you have no blood linking you to an earthly lineage, spiritually you do. Because you're part of this house, and if you're part and if you really are part of this house, you will feel, yeah. you will sense, you will be drawn towards. Yeah. Yes. Why? That's the sign of. You're connected. When you're not connected, I just hope everything goes all right. Yeah, we heard. Never mind what you heard. What did you do? Oh, yeah, we heard about it. Hey, is everything all right now? Oh, that's good, isn't it? Oh, really glad, really pleased. Yeah, yeah. When you're connected, others will come with you and join in you with a battle. When you're connected. Yeah. For he received honor and glory from, the God, from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, this is my son, whom I love. You know, when God says, this is mine, you know, all of heaven's behind him. Something supernatural comes to our lives the moment a prophetic voice is lifted up. Little by little, every time we began to pray over Harry, And every time we've prayed over Daniel, I'm just using those two because I know there's others, but I'm just using those two right now because they're the first in my mind. Every time we have prophesied, increase has come to them. Something has come. So when we first start hearing the situation about Harry not being able to breathe, the ventilator is taking hold of this child's life and it's pumping the air that he needs. Okay. Now, at that point, he had 5%, was it, in his lungs? 5% in his own lungs, he only had his capacity. So when Shirley and Andy, uh, I met them on the uh, Monday, was it, or Tuesday, whenever it is we prayed, we walked to that room really clearly thinking that 5% with God breathing is better than 95% of a machine. Thank God for the machine, but God was on the scene. Any other situation, it's different, because this one is, is born into a Christian family, this is ours, our responsibility. And I had this overwhelming confidence that 5% with God was much stronger than 95%. That doesn't make mathematical sense, but it did with God. The eyes of faith were seen here. And then as we began to keep speaking over, over Harry's life and we kept prophesying the breath and he'll breathe, little by little, his capacity began to get stronger and stronger ...and stronger. Now, you could say, well, that's what happens... ...when they're on these ventilating machines. Listen, you try it without God, I'll try it with. Okay, you go your way, I'll go mine. You want to take your chance, fine. I know what I'm working with. So, I'm working with... ...the breath of the Holy Spirit. And and many of you were. And we knew that every time we began to pray... ...something was happening in that boy's life. So, you take Daniel. When, Danielle, when I was in Australia... Again, she was rushed in intensive care. Straight away, I'm in the middle of a school of the prophets. I'm teaching in Australia. The first thing we do is stop the conference, get everybody around. Start declaring. Phil did the same over here. So right from Australia to England, we're pumping. It's in the the spiritual atmosphere. Danielle gets a breakthrough. Then God begins to speak to us over Danielle is little by little. Little by little. So we begin to prophesy, and every time we prophesy, something is happening. God sovereignly, supernaturally touches that little girl's life, and something happens that medicine can't make happen. Right? So we keep prophesying it. And then I think it's about five months ago, I said to him, God, I felt God say to me, It's time now to increase the portion of little and lit by little. So we began to increase that portion and speak over her. Five weeks ago, not even that, four weeks, five weeks ago, she stood on the step and I said, the Lord has shown me that it's time to call this a day. It's time that he comes out the hospital. She comes out the hospital and you're going to get a clean bill of health. Let's, it's time to bring this whole thing to an end. So she goes to the doctor's hospital, should say. And the doctors a Muslim. And he's taking pictures of her, which they're not supposed to do, but he's so happy. He said, this one's a miracle baby. He says, it will not be, it won't be long now, but on the next test, he said, we can honestly think that she'll be out of the hospital. She won't, you won't need to come. As the word of the Lord has been spoken, she's got stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, she hasn't had that all clear yet, but... The doctor's actually suggesting it before it's actually been, you know, officially spoken. That's what Tembi was telling me the other week. And I thought, wow. And then just as one is getting the all clear, another one breaks out. But you know, because you fought the battle for this one, you've got experience to bring this one through. None of us want these. None of us want this situation. But guess what? Some battles choose you. But when they choose you, you've then got to choose to fight the battle. We're all fighting for something in life. There's nothing more precious to you than your children. When the enemy touches you, you've got to know how to respond. Facebook will not save your child. Your 10 best friends informing them will not change the situation. You must link up with people who know how to pray. And who will be consistent in prayer. And who will pursue the enemy all the way to the place called finish. So many Christians get taken out because they don't know how to pray. And why don't they know how to pray? Because they won't let you disciple them. And then what happens is, is when they get in the midst of the battle, they want all your emergency expertise to be deployed on the battlefield. And they want you to fight the battle that they should be fighting with you. Oh, something supernatural has to take place in a moment of crisis, as well as medical, as well as medical. If somebody needs oxygen, you praying over them at the roadside isn't going to help them. Get them oxygen first, then pray over them. Yes, unless you really have heard God. If you've really heard God, then fine. Well, guess what? If someone's up there going, <laughs> breath, 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 breath. It's okay, I'm going to pray for you now. Stand back. Maybe not the best course of action. I'm going to speak in tongues. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Ezekiel 37. This is what the sovereign Lord said. Says to those, I will make breath enter you and you will come to life he was talking metaphorically of israel but this is how he was going to get israel who was spiritually dead this is how he was going to get israel to come back to life in the spirit this is what he says to ezekiel this is what the sovereign lord says to these bones i'll make breath enter into you And they will come to life. I will attach tendons to you. Make flesh come upon you. And I will cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you. And you will come to life. He said that twice. Then you will know that I am the Lord. There's the glory. So I prophesied as I was commanded. There's the ventilator. That's the ventilating machine right there. Your voice. Prophesying God's word. And as God's words in your heart, and you speak it out, it has the capacity and ability and strength and power to bring to life that which is dead. Yes, amen. You have to fight for this thing. You know, a fight doesn't mean to say, because you speak the first time, the enemy is going to give it up. You have to drive the sucker out. Be tenacious. Be deliberate. Be focused. Hello? And as I was prophesying. So what was he doing? He was working the ventilating machine from his own spirit. He was the power behind it. See, God can do it, but he needs your voice. Amen? And I looked and tendons... And flesh appeared on them. Something's happening. And it covered them. There was no breath in them. But something was happening, but there was no breath. Something was happening, but there was no breath. Something was happening. Something's always happening behind the scenes. Even though they wasn't back on their feet, something was happening, because, but then there was no breath, the breath made the final difference, the prophecy started, sorry, prophesying started the process, the breath finished the process, can you see that, something was happening, so you got to keep on speaking, knowing something's happening, so day by day we keep getting the latest intel from the Duffield headquarters, she rings in, Let's us know how the battle's going on that end. How's it look like, Shul? We're praying in the spirit here. It's blood and snot and tears and all that. How's it, how's it looking over there? Oh, it's okay. The boy's getting stronger. But we don't see the full manifestation But something's happening. So we keep on praying. We keep t- t- taking the bullet fire. So then you get another phone call. What's happening? Right now he's not on the ventilator. Good. So something's happening. But he's not yet home. But something is happening. Can you see this? So then he says this. Let's go back to the scripture. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it. So now the situation, these specific words. Yeah? This is what the sovereign Lord says. So you better have God's word in your mouth because the situation has to yield to it. It's not going to yield to your wants and wills. Even you crying, I ban you devil, I hate you devil, I hate you. Get off my kids. It's all sentiment. It's sentiment. It's not what God said. You've got to use God's word in your mouth, not your emotions. Your emotions might get you up there and fire you up, but it's God's word the enemy responds to, not your emotions. Come on. And you can cry and cry and cry sometimes and say all manner of things, but because there's tears and snot in your eyes, you think, oh, it's good, I've done it. No, God responds. I should say, heaven responds to God's word. God's word. Well, I don't know what i pray for, then. Ah. So now you don't have the intelligence that you need to fight the battle. Servants, saints, servants, Soldiers. Soldiers. You must become a soldier. You must learn how to become an effective servant. So that your servant, your sainthood, your servanthood, and your soldiering forms and fashions you into an effective son. You cannot become an effective warrior unless there's a process gone before and one coming afterwards. Let me say that again. You cannot become an effective warrior if there has been no process before and there isn't one after. Because you're going from two. From one degree of glory to another degree of glory. I'm always weary of people who say I just want to be I just want to fight all the time no I'm just a warrior sorry you're not stop it grow up you must also be a servant you must also be a saint you must also be a trained warrior and you must also be moving towards becoming a matured son a matured son is one who has spiritual intelligence One who knows how to stand in the battle, fight in the battle, one who serves his commander and king. Hello? It's not just a battle. Some of you naturally want to fight, some of you naturally fight against everything anyway. But there's no surrender, there's no submission. So your fight is all emotional and it's all flesh. You cannot fight spiritual battles with your flesh. That's why it's called a spiritual battle. If all your flesh and blood is fighting all the time, there's there's contention inside of you, and that will give, that will become a nest for spirits to be drawn to you. Hello? You have to be a servant. I submit myself to you, Lord. Teach me your ways, O God, that I might fear your name. You can't always be going to battle every day, because life isn't like that. If you're in a war, that doesn't mean to say there's a war going on. That means there's a war going on in you. There's a difference between a war going on in you and a war going on. <clears throat> okay? Got to look at well, look at that. The SLP. The battle's going on in you is not necessarily the war. So prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, say to it, dream center, say to Harry, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and breath entered them, and they came to life, and they stood to their feet, a vast army. All started because of the breath. That's why this boy's coming home. And guess what? The very, the very breath that's kept him alive will be the same breath needed to help him grow and mature. Tom and Grace must not stop speaking over him. They must not stop speaking over him. Why? He must be reminded constantly that the father who raised you when you looked like you were finished, son, is the same father that will keep you. We must release prophetic prayer rather than praying out of fear. Prophetic prayer, not flesh and blood fear prayer. You see, when you first hear news, you pray out of distress. And it's okay, there's room for that. There's room for that. Holy Ghost, you know, there's nothing wrong with crying out, God, save me. But if you want to get effective, you have to get strategic at some point. You know, we've all cried, God, Almighty. You know, like we read in Jeremiah 1, there's a woman faint there. So there's an initial cry, oh God, what am I going to do? God, God, save me. What the hell's going on? That's exactly what's going on, son. Hell is going on. And then you've got to get your stuff together, get people around you who can give you some wisdom, strengthen your arm, and then together you go and fight. (laughs) But first of all, flesh and blood hit you. When news comes, flesh and blood hit you, hits you hard. And guess what happens? When flesh and blood hit you, what do you lose? Perspective. Because emotions are governing you. And that's okay. That's why Tom and Grace are not fighting what we're fighting. They've got a different responsibility in this. Keep themselves together for one another. It's a different issue. And sometimes all you've got is the battle is for self-preservation. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you've got people around you, that's okay. Because you need a shield around you. You need a covering around you. It amazes me how people go from church to church to church to church. Never belong. Just makes me just mad. God says, "What well, if it makes you mad, what does it make me feel? Well, sort them out then. <laughs> Psalm 33 verse six says, by the word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. So when the word and the breath come together, something's created. Something is created. What a powerful combination. When the word and the breath of God come together, something begins to take place, shape on the earth. Isn't that powerful? The word word places hope into so many things. But the world has so many things, but has no hope. The word can place hope into so many things, but the world has so many things, but has no hope. Hello? This is what the Bible says about the world. Psalm 135, verse 15. The idols of the nation are silver and gold, made by hands of men. They have mouths, but cannot speak. Eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. Nor is there breath in their mouths. Those who would make them will be like them. And so will all who trust in them. Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But we trust in the name of our God. All these things. That the world has, has no life, no breath. That's why it can never fulfill. But it doesn't stop people chasing after him, does it? So, let's bring this thing to an end. 1 Corinthians 12, so 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But we have not received, (coughs) excuse me, (laughs) didn't realize that. We have not received the spirit of the world. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world, which is natural intelligence and emotional intelligence, but the spirit. So we have a spiritual intelligence that God has given to us. He says, who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So God has not only given us intelligence, he's given us his conscience. So we can understand what God's given us. Yes? This is what we speak. Okay? This is what we speak. Not in words taught to us by human wisdom, natural intelligence, but in words taught to us by the spirit. So the breath that God wants us to speak, he must teach us. He must teach us. Okay? But in words taught to us by the Holy Ghost, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words, truth and words. The man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God for the foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Because we have the mind of Christ, we can think like Christ. Because we can think like Christ, we know his words. Because we, have, we can think and we have his mind and his word, we have his breath. Everything that we need to affect the outcome of a battle has been given to us. Do you know that? Yeah. That's why we don't have to despair. The message version says the spirit not content to fit around on the surface devised into the depths of God brings out what God has planned all along. Whoever knows what they're thinking, what you're thinking and planning except you yourself. The same with God, except that he's not not only knows what he is thinking, but he lets us in on it. Thank God. God offers a full report on the gifts of life and salvation that he's giving to us. We don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learned it from God, who taught us person to person through Jesus. And we're passing it on to you in the same first-hand personal way. The unspiritual self, just as it by nature can't receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there's no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can be known only by spirit. God's spirit and our spirit in open communion. This is the message version. Spiritually alive, we have access to everything God, God's spirit is doing and can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Isaiah's question is, is there anyone around who knows God's spirit? Anyone who knows what is, he is doing has been answered. Christ knows and we have his spirit. and Therefore, we know. We know what's going on. And because of that, read the message version of that. Very encouraging. Maybe I didn't read it out as well as it's written. But we have what it takes to determine the outcome of a battle. That's why the battle is winnable. We are not groping around in the dark to get our hands on stuff that we've never seen or heard. Now, here's the issue. Ready for this? Write this down. We're going home. Pack your bags, we're getting out of here. Faith must pursue what what revelation releases. Your faith must pursue what revelation reveals or releases. Your faith must pursue what revelation or revelations reveal to you. So what God shows us this week and last week, we must use our faith to pursue it. So God says something, reveals something to us. It's your faith now that takes it to the next level and makes it a reality. Your revelation must become your reality. Or if your faith is never combined with what's revealed, all you hear is what's been spoken. But you can never feel empowered to go and use what's been revealed for your benefit. So I stood on the wall and I listened what he said to me. And as he said to me, I then combine my faith with what was said and I speak it out. Well, that sounds crazy. Yeah, speak it out. Speak it out. Your faith must pursue what revelation reveals. Hebrew says, they heard the word, but they did not combine it with faith. So the revelation they heard, the prophets kept coming to them. Time and time and time again, the prophets spoke. But because they never combined it with faith, they never entered the rest. They never entered the rest of God. Guess what? Shirley and Andy, Tom and Grace and this family and this church will enter the rest of God. Why? Because we're combining what we're hearing with faith. And we will enter the rest of God. Because when we enter the rest of God, the battle's over. But when you don't finish the battle, you never enter the rest. And you can't enter the rest because you don't combine what you've heard with faith. That makes sense? You must combine what you hear with faith. Let's stand to our feet if we will, please. Told you we're out of here. So, we will continue doing our 21 days. This week... You, uh, today is about uh, t- yesterday and today. Is it today and tomorrow? I can't remember which one it is. Now it's about partnering with God. Yeah, you should all know, don't you know? Partnering with God. Tomorrow, it's about finding your voice. Anybody got got it there? Can you tell me what the title is? Forget what I called it now. Is it finding your words? It's a chapter four. Is that what it is? Oh, you're all there, aren't you? Where's it we're up to? It's the. Here we go. No partnering with God today, so the next one now. Shaping your world by the power of your words. Shaping your world by the power of your words. That's what we'll be doing this week. Shaping our world by the power of our words. Combine faith by what what God's revealing. Combine your faith and begin to speak out. This chapter will require your voice. It It will require your breath. We said it's not a question of how much you understand it's a question of how much you obey with what you understand. Thursday nights, you'll be in your groups. Authentic groups, will carry on. So Thursday nights, will be in our groups. Monday night, we'll be here. Thursday night, we'll be in our group. Okay? So you'll be able to talk about it, how you're finding it, da-da-da. We'll find out how it's working for you. And if it ain't working for you, we can help you maybe. Okay? We felt that we, we needed a time in the week where we, we, we need to find out What's going on? Who's, who's who's struggling? Why are they struggling? Because I'm learning from this. Because this is going to go beyond us. Once we finish this, I've already made loads of amendments. I don't mean uh, f- uh, faults. I mean I've already written a whole new chapter. Because I realised there was gaps in this. And so we want you to make sure that you know. If you're struggling, we need to understand why, so that we can maybe make some amendments. Maybe the book's not clear enough yet. Maybe you're not pushing hard enough. Maybe you're not working it through. Maybe you're picking up and then throwing it down. Who knows? Who knows? But you must combine with faith. You cannot leave faith on the floor. Revelation's nothing without faith. Okay? So let's just raise our hands if we will. The Bible says that when we pray, we pray and believe in faith. And the prayer offered up in faith is what makes us well. It's the prayer offered up in faith. You can speak a lot in the spirit, but if there's no faith, it has no power. Faith says to your enemy, you're not moving. I'm not moving. One of us is going to shift and it ain't me. So we just narrow down the options. Who's got to leave? We speak by faith. Faith is not what we see, but what we believe, what we know, what's certain on the inside. That's what we speak from. We have the word as an anchor. It holds us in position. So when the revelation hits us instantly, faith rises up. So ask God, Lord, sharpen my faith. Open the eyes of my heart that I may see and know. Give me the faith, oh God, to believe. This is what I'm really praying for. This is my breakthrough this week. I want God to give me a whole new measure of faith. Because I know I'm dangerous with faith. I'm absolutely dangerous with faith. You're not necessarily dangerous with belief. You're dangerous with belief and faith. That's what makes you powerful. So right now, Father, we commend into your hands, O God, everything that's been said. The journey that we're on, O God, you're using it for your glory, Lord. We declare the battle is winnable. My personal battle, whatever I'm going through, is winnable. Our corporate battle is winnable. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a husband, a wife, a child, a financial issue, the battle is winnable. We declare it. Right now, I combine my faith. Right now, the battle is winnable. Father, at the end of 21 days, things will never look the same. Things will look uh, differently then as when we first started this journey. Things are marvelously being altered as we speak. Every day, oh God, you're doing powerful things. So, Father, we choose not to be part of the waiting room. We choose to be part of the war room. We will combine our strength, our intel, our skills, our knowledge, our spiritual intelligence... We will rise together as an army and we'll fight this battle in Jesus' name. And the people of God said? Amen. "Take, Listen, take heart. Take heart. I spoke about a baby this morning. I spoke about a baby only because that's what's going on right now. But everything I'm speaking applies to your situation. Take great heart. It's not about a baby. Well, it is about a baby, but it's not... Only